good evening, Michigan. I hope everybody's Easter has been fantastic today. I debated a little bit about bringing you guys an episode this weekend, but I figure it's important for all of us, mostly you guys, and consistency for me as well. Today, we're going to be going into a little bit of history, a little backstory of how we got to where we are now in our country and the people that truly lie behind things. Thank you, Brady. I appreciate that. My microphone was muted. Chase, thanks for tuning in, brother. I appreciate it. But as I was saying before, my microphone was muted. Thank you again, Brady. Um, is today and nowadays people consistently talk about what's currently going on. And just like with our history being erased with everything else, in order to move towards the future, you have to know where your past comes from. You have to learn from mistakes, and you have to do things differently. Albert Einstein once said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and refusing to ex expecting a different result. Sorry. I quote people that we see as brilliant minds a lot because they seem to have a lot more insight into the world around us than everybody just busy with their everyday lives, and Albert Einstein being one of them. But what I'd like to tell you guys about today is how we got to where we are now. Not everything. I completely encourage everybody to do their research, as always. Don't believe anything that you hear, even from me or anybody else, like I said in the last video. Question everything, because the people have the power, and one of the 
the highest powers that you can hold is knowledge. And if you have the knowledge, there isn't anybody that can tell you anything different from what you know. Make sure your stuff is factual, but I always encourage people to do their own research. We're going to start off today by actually across the ocean. We're going to start off in England with a man named Nathan Rothschild. And after I play this video here in a second, I'm going to explain what is going on. Child, you backed the wrong horse this time. Rothschild, you've lost your luck. Look at Rothschild. You'd think he was selling apples instead of government bonds. Those are now 53. All right. I'll keep on selling that till it stop. You're creating something like a panic on the exchange, sir. I know. Other What you've witnessed there is Nathan Rothschild back during the Napoleonic Wars when France was at war with Britain. He had an insider inside of the battles in the war, and they knew that Napoleon was about to lose. And Nathan Rothschild took this information and used it in the stock exchange. As you can see from the video, which it's of course not the actual representation, but it is to the fact of what happened. And with this inside information that Nathan Rothschild knew that Napoleon was going to lose the war, he started disinformation in the stock exchange. And as you can see, it had everybody advising everybody to sell what they had. So that later on, he knew that he could turn around and buy it for pennies on the dollar. I show this video first and foremost because it will be important for things that I'm going to discuss here shortly. I would also like to point out that the Rothschild family owns almost every single central bank of every country in the world, apart from three. And, and they definitely own ours. Federal Reserve is privately owned. It's not owned by our government. Our president, every 14 years, selects a board of governors to reside over the Federal Reserve. But at its heart and core, the true owners of it are the Rothschild family, along with every central bank in the world, aside from China, Iran, and Russia, and North Korea. Now, if any of those seem familiar, they should. But what I'd like to skip ahead to next is Franklin Roosevelt with our gold standard, which to this day I completely believe is the right way to handle things and the way that we should go back to as well. All of our, at the point that FDR decided to do the things that he did and 
yes, I say these things even with FDR being a Democrat. Because to me, the actions of a man speak much louder than anybody that he might affiliate himself with. Whether it be a party, friends, neighbors, family, it doesn't matter. His actions still speak much louder. There's some things that I don't agree that he did, yes. But our gold standard, our money was near worthless. And we needed some way to bring ourselves back from the brink. So all money was taken in, all gold was taken in, and then a new system was formed backed by our gold so that our money was actually stood against something. And this continued on until the 1970s, until Richard Nixon decided to take us off of the gold standard and put us to the oil standard, which is now worldwide. Anywhere you go in the world, any country that wants to buy oil from another country, it must be converted to U.S. dollars first. That's why our money is so powerful. But from FDR, I'd like to go back a little bit to the founding of the Federal Reserve. And the current president at the time that initiated the Federal Reserve was Woodrow Wilson. And... Woodrow Wilson, at the time, he did a lot of questionable things as president, including establishing the Federal Reserve. But there was something that came about him later in life, and not much later after the Federal Reserve was established. I'm not sure what those things might have been, and nobody will probably ever know. But the important thing was, was he had realized his mistake. As he says right here, I am a most unhappy man. I have unwillingly, unwittingly ruined my country. A great industrial nation is now controlled by its system of credit. We are no longer a government by free opinion, no longer a government by conviction and the vote of the majority, but a government by the opinion and duress of a small group of dominant men. Now, normally, I would click away from my images, from my videos, but I'm going to leave this one up here for everybody to see that the President of the United States, at the time that signed this into existence, not much longer after, turned around and made this exact statement. The man that enforced it in the very first place. If that doesn't tell us something immediately about a system, that the person that enacted it in the first place, not very long after, had an immediate change of heart and felt that he had sold out his country. If that doesn't tell us something about the system that's in place, then I don't know what does. I mentioned these things with Nathan Rothschild and the true owners of our money system because it leads into everything. People seem to think that these things are just now approaching, that they are just now here. They are out in the open just now. But they've been going on for so much longer. This has been what I've done for almost half of my life, is look at the bottom line, go through history, see what actually happens, see what actually is changing. 
see what actually is going on in our country. It's like I always tell people, if you follow the money, you will find whatever you want to know. If you can always follow that money trail, if you can always keep track of it, you'll always know who is with who, who stands for what, and what people's moral system is. You don't have to be incredibly knowledgeable of things. You don't have to be a whiz at facts and everything like that. You just have to be able to follow money. And we're going to see that just here in a second. Because I would like to go over now to a little company called BlackRock Investments. They're one of the biggest asset handlers in the entire world. The biggest asset handler in the entire world. Companies that we all know. Thousands of companies that we all know. Everything from Johnson & Johnson to Google to Facebook. You name it and they probably have a share in it. I, the number fails me right now of exactly how many companies they have investments in around the world, but it's, I believe, 98 per, either 98% or 95% of the companies, the major companies in the world, they have investments in through this company, through BlackRock. Now, the thing with BlackRock is it's a major entity in our world, and too much for too long, it's intermingled with our government system. And attempts have been made to stop this numerous times, and they've just been completely blackwalled almost immediately, just hammered down with money from these people that I speak of right now because they share the same investments, they share the same standard and the same goal as everybody else that has stakes in this company. They're all interconnected. The, it, the, the, these people that claim to be for the people and fighting for the people, are you always turn around and they're the biggest investors in corruption. They're the biggest money hounds that you'll ever see. And I'm going to show you that these people are beyond what they seem. Beyond. Ties that you could never imagine, connection to each other, it's all intermingled and it all has to stop. And it's going to stop. People like me, come 2022, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's already up on Capitol Hill, people like Madison Cawthorn, that are up on Capitol Hill, we're going to stop these things. We're going to stop these backdoor deals. We're going to stop these special interests of money. We've had it. We've had enough of these huge corporations ruling, our, ruling over us. We're done. The people are standing up and the people are making their voices heard. And every day when I wake up to post to you guys and I see a new follower or I see a new like on my page or I see a new share, it reinforces that notion to me. It makes me know that you guys hear my message and that we can all stand united because that's what we need right now. Like I say, the people are way more powerful than they believe. It just takes the initiative 
to stand up and do something about it. Now, I'd like to go forward to present day just to be able to show you guys some more intrication of how all these people are connected. Now, BlackRock, as I've mentioned, is the biggest investment company in the world. And the Rothschild family still exists to this day with multiple foundations and multiple ownings of central banks around the world. Uh, about 98% of them, excluding three or four. And this current foundation that the Rothschild family still holds has over 40 shares invested in BlackRock. Edmund D. Rothschild, 40 shares in BlackRock. BlackRock, the biggest asset company in the world. They, they trade more stocks and more money than any of us will probably ever see in our lives per minute. And they, the people that have worked for this company are in our government currently. They hold high positions in our government currently under the current administration. It would have been that way also in 2016 if another candidate would have won. It would have been the exact same way. But these people say that they're against the wealthy, that they're against the elite. And as you're seeing right now, they're all intermingled. And people talk about this all the time. People talk about uh, secret handshakes behind closed doors and people moving money and uh, switching stuff around and hiding stuff on paperwork. And, yeah, that's all true. And this is your core right here, BlackRock. If you can find a single Democrat, and there are Republicans, a few, but if you can find a single Democrat that doesn't hold a share somewhere in this company, I would pay you. Because from the lists I've seen, I cannot find a single one right now that holds a seat in our government that isn't invested in this company, and that's wrong. Because that means that they have the special interests of companies at their heart and not us. How are they going to make their next dollar? How are they going to make their next move? What's the next thing on their agenda? The owner of this company, <coughs> sorry, a man named Larry Fink. Now, Larry Fink started BlackRock back in 1988 and pretty much built it from the ground up. And now he is one of the highest paid men in the entire world, as you can imagine, because he holds over 200,000 shares of BlackRock stock. Now, the other interesting thing about Larry Fink is back in 2016, if Hillary Clinton would have been elected to the presidency, then Larry Fink, would have been in, in charge of the treasury. Isn't that wonderful? We would have had the founder of the dirtiest, largest asset company, most intermingled with politicians and high investors in the entire world. He would have been leading our treasury department. 
that's just lovely. Uh, but make no mistake, like I said, in the current administration, uh, there are former employees and uh, high administrators from BlackRock Incorporated that are in the current administration right now. These people are intermingled in our government so much at this point that they can't tell the difference between who's actually just a politician and who's a bankster because they both exist in the same place now. Now, the interesting thing of this is all these other companies that I'm going to show you also have major stocks in BlackRock. And they're all media corporations and a singular rich individual. And there's multiple things that these people have in common, but there's one major thing that these people have in common. And you're going to find that out after we go through this list. I don't tell you guys these things to bore you. I don't tell you guys these things to try to lie to you about anything. Quite the opposite. I tell you guys these things that I'm telling you right now so that you can be informed, so that you can actually know what is going on and the state of the true state of our government and the people in these positions that they should not be holding by far. I firmly believe that a detailed list of investments and assets at the current moment without any suspicious shifting should be required of any candidate before they are even able to run for an office. You should not be able to hold special investments in companies such as this when they're intermingled into bills that are going through the government. For companies such as Facebook and Twitter and Johnson & Johnson even with the vaccine right now, it's, just, it's all not okay, it's not right, but Everybody just continues on like this is no problem. And it's not because that we all just hold the view that it's okay. I'm sure that 90% of us that are watching this right now would completely be against this, but we don't say it loud enough. We don't speak it loud enough. We don't make ourselves heard loud enough. The people on the other side of this argument have been making themselves heard for a long time and for too long. And the destruction has just gotten to the point where we almost can't return. That's why we have to do something about it now. That's why we have to stop people like this now. One of these people that are invested in Comcast, Brian Roberts, CEO of Comcast. Comcast owns companies such as ABC, NBC, CNBC, PBS, CBS, all those nice, lovely news stations that you watch. This is the CEO of the company. <coughs> Sorry. And once again, holds multiple shares in BlackRock Incorporated. We have Bob Iger. CEO of Disney. Once again, one of the five 
main things that controls everything that you see. They own companies such as Fox, Fox News, Fox Affiliates, things that you see on a regular basis. Marvel, Hasbro, toys that your kids play with, shows that your kids watch. These are people that you need to know who they are. Because these are the people that invest millions upon millions of dollars into these left-wing extremist candidates, including our current commander-in-chief. Mr. Bob Iger here gave Joe Biden $2.5 million for his campaign in 2020. Larry Fink, the CEO and founder of BlackRock, in 2016 gave Hillary Clinton over $4.9 million for her campaign. Now you tell me who's about the people. You tell me who's about the wealthy. You tell me who's about the elite. You tell me who's about Wall Street. Because guess where BlackRock sits? Right on Wall Street. And Hillary Clinton didn't seem to have a problem with Larry Fink then. Joe Biden doesn't seem to have a problem with hiring uh, former employees from BlackRock now. Tear down Wall Street, huh? These are the things that people have to know to tear down this facade that this extremist side is pushing on us every day. The shows you watch, the stations you tune into, the media that you ingest every day is owned by these four or five people. And you can find this online any day of the week. AT&T that owns Time Warner, that owns companies like WB, Bob Iger here that owns Disney, that owns things like Fox, Marvel. Ryan Roberts, that owns Comcast, that owns ABC, NBC, CNBC, all these companies, there's no escaping from it. And it's been that way for so long that I would imagine that people have started to just think this way and follow this way. But once again, it doesn't have to be this way. If you know who these people are, if you see what these people do, if you watch and see how this money is spent, you'll know exactly what's happening. Nobody has to be a political analyst. Nobody's life has to be all about politics. But an informed people is a good people. It's like it's kind of like buying a new car. And, and a new car is buying a new car is way less important than what we're talking about here. But it's like buying a new car. Are you just going to walk onto the car lot and be like, yep, I want that one. And you didn't do any research on the vehicle. You don't know how good the gas mileage is. You don't know any of the features of the vehicle. You don't even know if you're going to fit in this vehicle in my case. You wouldn't do something like that. You would look into things. You would research things. And that's what people need to do when it comes to matters like this, and especially around elections, especially come 2022, look into your candidates. 
see where their money goes, see what they vote for. Like my current representative, Dan Kildee, secured $99 million for the schools of Flint. Nothing about the rest of his district. It's like we don't even exist. His city got, and of course his city got the money. His city got another $141 million of COVID relief through the current bill. But nothing about the rest of us. The rest of his district is just forgotten. Why? Because people have special interests. It's what it always comes back to. And when you're somebody like Dan Kildee, who has numerous investments, especially with his housing developments, around Genesee County and around the city of Flint, of course you're going to invest your money back where it's already been invested to you. It goes all the way down to matters like that. That through all of it, through all of our tax dollars that are spent, everything at the bottom of the line at the end of the day directly affects us in our daily lives. And none of these people care. None of these people care about you, me, how we vote, who we vote for. All they care at the end of the day is that they get to keep their seat of power so that they can hang out with their rich friends at the end of the day and laugh about every lie that they've told to the American people. Because that's what they're good at, is lying to us. It's like you turn on Fox and you turn on CNN News nowadays, and it's like you're, it's like you're living in two different worlds. It's like you're living in two different realities. And... I could see where people, like I stated before, I could see where it's been like this for so long that people would just start holding these beliefs when that's what's being pushed on you every single day. Because, like I said, there's no escaping it. These people own every, pretty much every media outlet that reaches your eyes and ears every day. We now have independent ones that's fantastic, like OANN and Newsmax TV, um, that are significantly rising in prominence nowadays. And I applaud them for their unbiased journalism, uh, especially the Epic Times as well. Um, the Epic Times, they are a fantastic channel and newspaper as well, very unbiased journalism. But we're only receiving these things now so uh, these narratives that have been pushed on us for multiple generations now of course this is going to be enrooted into the fabric of our society and it's not necessarily the people's fault actually i would say it's th that none of it's the people's fault it's this constant agenda that's always being pushed no matter what it may be right now the the current thing is race that we're trying to be divided as a people by race. And we're going to get to that in a different episode, separate from today. We're going to speak on the fact of racism. But people need to know that the elite do exist. But it's not this big, huge QAnon, Illuminati thing that's not what it is it is certain people in certain positions of power that hand that power over to who they designate 
and it never breaks the system. It never breaks the system. Because that's the way they want it. And that's the only way that they remain in control. Now, one of the biggest people that I know probably everybody has heard the name of comes up in conspiracy theories, videos, and thought processes all the time. But we're going to look at the facts about him today, which is George Soros. <laughs> George Soros, back in 2012, no longer wanted his... Um, political donations to be associated with any specific super PAC. So he decided to create his own. Now, at the same time that I say how much money this man gave in the last two election cycles to certain candidates, I also want to inform you of what all these people have in common. George Soros, in 2016, gave over $27 million to Hillary Clinton's campaign. In 2020, he gave over $35 million to Joe Biden's campaign. $15 million just for campaigning in Florida. $15 million just for Florida alone. Now, through... Larry Fink, who would have led our treasury through BlackRock, from, appointed from BlackRock, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Woodrow Wilson, Bob Iger, Brian Roberts, all these people are Democrats. They lie to you every single day. And that's just the fact. They do not care about the money in your pocket. They do not care about your day-to-day -day life. When it's all said and done, the only thing they care about is the bonds they form amongst themselves and how much money is in their pocket. That's all they care about. And when you have enough money like this man does, over three trillion dollars there's not much that you can't do there's not many people that you can't grab a hold of and it really helps when they're voluntary this should alarm everybody that all these people all these powerful people are intermingled with each other and they literally influence and control Everything, everything that we hear and see on a regular basis, because face, companies like Facebook and Google, they're invested in BlackRock, BlackRock's invested in them, and then other people like Hillary Clinton and George Soros, because George Soros just bought another 26 shares in Facebook and another 32 shares in Google. All these companies and all these people share the same things in common and they share the same goals. Misinformation and to divide you and to put money in their pocket at the end of the day. That is all they wish to do. 
is to destroy our world as they see it now and rebuild it as they see fit, which is what's happening in our country right now. We watch it every day. Our, our, three elections ago, would you have hated your neighbor for who they voted for? Or 12 years ago, did we was race all over the news like it is now? These things are perpetuated by the media and by what we hear and see every day. And then when you look at the top, when you follow the money from the bottom, from what you're seeing at your eyes, to who paid for it, to who's making money off of it, to who's lining their pocket, when you follow it back, these are the things that you see. These are the people that you see connected. So the next time a Democratic candidate tells you that they're fighting for the middle class, that they're tearing down Wall Street, that they're fighting the rich and powerful, you know that they're lying directly to your face. These people don't endorse these candidates for free. You don't get $27 million donated to you and not have to give anything back. It doesn't work that way. They answer to these people. They answer to what these people want. You have to understand these things. They're important. At the very least, you have to be informed of these things. Because you cannot paint the right picture unless you do know. You can't just sit in front of your TV and see some on NBC and be like, oh, yep, that's the truth, that's the way it happened. Without knowing that somebody at the very top of this ladder has a prerogative in this situation. And like I said at the beginning of the stream, I don't mean to push these things on you guys to lie to you in the slightest bit. As you can see, and as you can look at if you don't believe me, that all of these people are connected, and there's one way they're connected, and that's money. And BlackRock Incorporated needs to go away. Or at least needs to be divided up into a few smaller subsidiary companies. And we need to bring background checks to hard background checks to investments and assets of representatives that are holding office. Before they even reach that office. And they should be public knowledge as well. Because we deserve to know where our representative's money lies. When you put yourself in the public eye, you need to account for things like that. You need to know that people are going to want to see who you are at your core, what your character is. You should automatically know that those things are going to happen, and you should be ready to present those things with complete transparency. You're not going to funnel money through a buddy of yours that's also invested in Google so it sits in his account long enough for you to file your report and then show that you have nothing from any XYZ companies, turn in your report, and then your buddy gives the money back to you. 
Because it happens all the time. Happens constantly. I know through other research that it completely false. But if you look up my representative, Dan Kildee, and you look at his asset reports, he claims he has one income other than his salary on paper. He claims that on paper. And I know that that's a downright lie. But nobody checks. Nobody holds anybody accountable. Everybody just turns a blind eye. And everybody proceeds with making money and lining their pockets. Just like with the $114 million that went to Flint school systems. It's supposed to be $36,000 per student. And then if you do the math at the last census of how many students were attending Flint area schools, there was about 32,000 students. And if you calculate out the math, there's quite a big chunk of overhead money there. Not all that money is going directly to the schools. You have so much overhead cost, roughly 35% over cost in there. And it's just absolutely absurd. On top of the fact that, do you know what, if, if you took the $114 million, there's 3,600 public schools in Michigan, in the entire state, not just my district, the entire state. If you took $114 million and you gave it, if you divided it up amongst all the schools in the state of Michigan, all the public schools in the state of Michigan, each school would get just over $31,000. They could pay for the things that you're talking about, sanitizing, sanitizing stations, uh, glove systems, extra masks, things to that nature, um, because that's what we're doing in our school systems right now. Instead of just having them open, along with our small businesses. Small business owners, shout out to you as well. I find you guys very strong for the ones that have hung in there, for the ones that were not able to make this through. My heart goes out to you, and I apologize myself for Governor Whitmer's actions during this pandemic. You guys should not have been treated like that. But that's what will keep happening, because that's the special interest of these people is the big corporations. It's why our taxes are being raised as we speak. Because the companies that can compete, the companies like Amazon, Walmart, big, big box stores like that, they can afford for their taxes to go up. But small businesses, like the ones in my town or the one in a lot of your guys' towns, these small restaurants, these you know convenience stores that we stop at every day, they can't afford these things. Or if they hike up the minimum wage, these small businesses can't afford these things because they're not about the common man. They're not about me and you. They're about these big corporations that are all tied up in companies like BlackRock. That's why they appoint people from these companies because they owe favors. That's why they get held pretty much hostage by these people that have invested multi-million dollars in their campaigns. Like I said, those things are not for free. And what better plan than to destroy the competition? For companies like this, people like Jeff Bezos, also a Democrat, to just completely annihilate small businesses to where they can't even compete anymore. 
raise their taxes through the roof, and demand higher wages through the roof. They use the guise of that they're fighting for the common man when all they're trying to do is destroy the competition for people like this to walk through and to have it made because they're the only option at that point. That's why places like Walmart never had to close. A, a, a 50 person capacity diner can't even go to 25 people but an entire store like Walmart is allowed to stay open. Places like Sam's Club are allowed to stay open with certain percentage capacities. You're trying to destroy the competition. You're trying to eliminate small business owners and the middle class entirely. You're not fighting for us. You're against us. It's the major reason why I brought this to you guys tonight. Because I find these things to be extremely important. That there's been people in places of power in our world, like Nathan Rothschild, who ended up, the after effects of that video, is he bought the entire British economy for pennies on the dollar. Because he had convinced everybody to sell. He owned the Britain economy, and that was just the start. That's how everything happened with Woodrow Wilson with the Federal Reserve because they didn't have enough of a hand in our country at the time. I try to bring you guys these things because I want you to be informed of where everything truly is, of where everything truly lies. I always want to be real with you guys. I always want to give you anything that I can that I know. But I always want you guys to research it yourself. I always encourage it because that's what I've always done. I never take anything that somebody like this says to me at face value. Because there's always a prerogative. And it doesn't matter what side it's from. It doesn't matter what person or candidate or spokesman or lobbyist it comes from. You always want to look. You always want to look and dig just a little bit deeper than the surface and see what's actually going on. Test drive that car. Don't just go and pick it out. Take it for a test drive. Look around. See what best suits you. This is a fight of all of us. We have to all be in this together. If we don't, they win. And that's just plain simple fact. The only people standing in their way of destroying our country is us. That's why they're tearing us apart right now with such frivolous things that are pushed on the media and into our homes and through our radios and across the internet every day. These just preposterous things. Stop listening to them. Shut the TV off. Figure things out for yourself. Know the true facts. I look at people like this and they truly just, it just, it makes my stomach turn because I'm the type of person that tries to have good faith in humanity. And when I see people like this, 
it just makes me think that that goal might be just a little bit further away from us. But we're the only ones that can change it. Come 2022, 2024, we're the only ones that can make a difference. I'll go back to January 6th for a minute. What do you think happens when the people are fed up? Not calling for version 2.0. But what happens when you think people are fed up? And look what they get called. It's because people know they used to hide this stuff all the time from us for years and years. And now they just don't care. They don't care if they get called out. They just say they didn't do it. They'll just lie to cover it up. They'll just hire a new person, fire the new, fire the old one, silence the person in the position, bash their names, slander them across everywhere. And the media will push every single bit of it. People have to realize that this is not just a new thing, that this has been this way for a really long time, and it's just now coming to fruition, their goals of what the end result of all this was supposed to be, and that's the you answer to them, that they tell you where to go, they tell you where to shop, they tell you what you can buy. They tell you what you can teach your kids. They tell you how you can handle your kids. They tell you how you can gender your kids. When are we going to make it stop? The insanity is pushed on us every day. And it's time for us to push back. We're not going to take these things. We're not going to lower our morals to go along with society. We're not going to accept what's politically correct over morally correct. These are the things we won't do. I know I won't. Death before dishonor. I believe that anybody that's going to be elected to be a representative of a people should have the same mentality as a soldier that goes to fight for those same people. That you will defend their rights, their freedoms, and their liberty at all costs. Because that's pretty much the oath that you're taking when you hold that office, when you swear to that constitution. Look at our founding fathers. They literally represented us, even though the future, till some of their last breaths. Because they believed in what they were doing so much. So for us to be able to stand tall and have our backbones and have our support and have our moral ground and to stand up and say that we are not going to go along with this lunacy, we are not going to go along with this tyranny, we're not going to do it anymore. No matter what side of the aisle you sit on, if you support this, you are out. And we're going to let you know it. We've been quiet on our side for far too long. We must stand up and tell them that enough is enough. 
that we are done with their games. No more career politicians. No more lighting your own pockets. No more becoming millionaires while you sit in your seats. It's all over. We want people that are going to sit in those seats and do their actual job and represent people and be real with their people. And that's what I want to do for all of you. That's why anything that you guys do, any likes on my page, any shares, any if, I, if I'm able to meet you and give you cards and talk to you, any passing out of my cards helps me a lot. Any door knocking that I do helps me tremendously to get to your guys' level. Because that's what I am and that's what I want to be for you guys. Because people are no longer real anymore. People no longer stand up for what they believe in. And we've had it. We're not doing it no more. I'm just like all of you. I'm a citizen of this country that believes in what we're supposed to stand for. I don't play their political games, and I don't even consider myself a politician. I just want to make sure that you guys have a voice that represents you and what you need and that stands on the moral ground that was put in place by our founding fathers when this country was established because there is no other answer. There is no other answer but to get rid of all this nonsense and go back to our true basic founding. We have to. It's almost too late right now. But America has came back from so much worse. We've beat so many things time and time again. We fought and won two world wars. We beat segregation in our country that's being pushed right now. Again, to look at skin color. That was done. That was over with. Democrats already voted to keep segregation once. We're not going to let them do it again. Go take a look at the Civil Rights Act from 1964. See how many Democrats voted for it and how many voted against it. We will not let these things happen. The only thing I ever see in a man is character. And that's all I ever expect back. I would never be racist to somebody. I would never expect somebody to sit down and watch an instruction video on how they aren't supposed to be black. And I expect the same thing. That's called respect. Another part of their lunacy that we will not stand for anymore. I just want to make sure that from now on, the people's voice and what the people want is heard. And that these politicians get out of these seats and stop with the games. Our lives in this country every day are not games. We live it. We raise our children. We want to prosper. 
We want to be able to go where we want. We want to be able to be with who we want. We want to be able to live how we want. And anybody who stands in the way of that is a problem. Anybody who wants to go against the basic basic building blocks of our country is a problem. I want you guys to remember who these people are. I want you to remember who this other side is. They're not about us. They're about the wealthy. They're about the elite. They're about that top 4% of the world. They're trying to line their pockets. They're trying to rub their back after they rub theirs. We don't fit into that equation. And we have to change that. We're the only ones that can do it. These things that we're up against may seem impossible, but like I said, America has came back from so much more, from so much worse. And we've done it because we've stood united no matter what, no matter who told us that we couldn't. We did it anyway. And that's what we need to do now. We have to be united. No matter where you come from, no matter what city you live in, no matter what state, no matter what your background is, no matter your skin color, no matter your gender, no matter what it is, we cannot stand divided anymore. We have to be united or we'll never be able to stop the actual problem. People like this, people that have power, they just want to hold it for as long as they can for their entire lives. As you can see by this guy on the screen, or like James Rothschild that died a few years ago, not to speak ill of the dead, but a man that went through four hearts because he had enough money, while other people that citizens like me and you that sit and wait on a list forever for something that may never come. These are the things that they're privileged to. I'm trying to be a basic guy. That's all I really am. I just happen to know a lot about politics. And I know a lot about how their games go and how they work. I'll always find out where the money is for you guys. I will always find out the facts. I will read every page of every bill that comes in front of me and filibuster until everybody does the same thing. Ten-year term limits. Nobody should ever be a career politician. It's not supposed to be something that you retire in, that you build your life in. We need people that are going to stand for us, not for special interests. But as always, I thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Any website visits, once again, help me out greatly in defeating the Google algorithm. Any visits to my YouTube page, 
which you won't be able to search my name on my YouTube page, but you can search my episodes, Minds of Michigan. They will take you to my Hobson for House page on YouTube. I post every day here for my page as well. I try to get something out for you guys every day to keep you informed on what's going on and what matters and what affects you guys on a regular basis. I hope you guys liked, for lack of a better term, the direction that I went with this episode tonight. I just found it very important to share the knowledge that I had put together over the years with you guys as well, at least a portion of it. This was the most basic thing that I could explain on here to try to show you guys that who is lying to you every day and who truly stands for what they say they do. The people that I mentioned earlier, people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison Cawthorn, uh, they are very true patriots. And I know I'm missing other ones as well, and I apologize. But know who these people are. Know who truly stands for you. Simple people. That have always been simple people that just want to stand and fight for you. People like me. I, I stand to gain nothing from this except to help my state and to help my country. And that's all I want to do is make sure we go back to how our country is supposed to be. But everybody enjoy the rest of their Easter. And I... Once again, I really thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I know it's a busy day for everybody with Easter as well, and there are things to be thankful for that people are celebrating today. And I hope this was informative for you guys. But I also want to add that this will be my final episode solo for a while. Um... We've actually been lucky enough to book a few guests throughout the month of April and throughout most of the month of May as well. And we're working diligently on booking some more. And we are having some sit-downs with some local sheriff's departments here shortly that I will be informing you guys on the ins and outs of those and how those go as well. But as always, I'll keep you guys informed daily. But stay strong, stay informed, and enjoy your guys' Easter.